1: Terry's a girl who wanted to be taken seriously. I am going to be a reporter. But her body kept getting in the way. You're a pretty girl, you could be a model. Sometimes I just wish I were a guy. But you know, the male body needs sex at all times. It's a living hell.
0: So to prove to the men in her life she had a mind, oh, Terry decided to try life as a guy. How do I look? Dashy. My zippers open.
2: That was a dashing part.
1: What a fox. Dresses like Elvis Costello. Looks like the karate kid. I'm gonna get him.
2: Today's woman has the freedom to be just
1: as sick and perverted as us guys.
0: She learned their secrets. I have surprise jock inspections three times a week, a word to the wise, and dated their women. Yeah, but I got this one rule I never go out with
2: girls who say bitch. One
3: of the guys.
1: Now the question is...
3: What's going on?
2: Wait, it gets better.
1: Can a girl tell the boy she loves... Terry's such a stallion. Go on, show me Harry Chet.
0: She's not the man he thinks she is. Wait a minute, are
1: those what I think they are? Yep, it's one of a kind. My bro. Just one of the guys. Just confused. Of course you're confused. You're wearing my underwear.
3: not gonna like magically become fat again like i never know she stops doing the cocaine she might
0: welcome to recap and gown podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host, Crooks, joining me this week and every week. He sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of is
2: own, Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. Uh, Really different watching a movie from the 80s really really weird uh Real change of to pace. talk about it it's it's a change of they feel like completely different movies than the ones that we were dealing with it's interesting excited to talk about it yeah this was a pretty radical shift i feel like in tone and everything else we were gonna damn yep.
0: all that but joining us in the class of 03 she is one half of our very own texas two-step the one and only big sis megan mills what up megan
3: hey guys um it's been a week. I'm just trying to get my my head in focus here. It's been a little bit of a crazy day. Um, excited for that whole cast readout because, guys, I, I haven't said any of these names in a while. So,
0: <laughs> got a big gaggle of strangers over here. Yeah. Some, some real. There's what. There's one that I'm confused about. But uh, rounding out the two step, this podcast chief criminology and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana?
1: not much um usually when we do these episodes i like to see like or when we do we always but like i like to figure out when the movie was released um and this movie was released one day before my second birthday so this hey. is you know it's exciting i was yeah. almost two when this movie came out
0: <laughs> well mazel Tov on turning two um I'm, I'm disappointed that this is what they gave you as a gift But I know i'm not uh, happy winners, about it. i guess yeah. No, I I don't think anyone is. But this week we are talking about just one of the guys from 1985. It is available on Google Play, Amazon, Vudu, Redbox, Fandango, Apple TV. I was really shocked that it was this readily available. I thought this was like a going to be a hard one to track down, but they have this thing all over the damn place. Um, yeah. The synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes actually decent this week. Kind of sums it up. Um, when Terry Griffith. Loses her high school's writing competition, she's convinced that it's because she's a girl. So Terry decides to change high schools and poses a boy to prove her point. Her brother, Buddy, helps her pass as a guy so well that she is soon making friends with the boys at school, including the attractive Rick, who becomes her new best friend. But her gender swapping makes things difficult when she falls in love with him. Yeah. That's, that's basically it. That uh, succinct. About sums I love it up? It. Fantastic. Yeah, we, no no mention of who directed this thing or you know none of the the weird individual things that happened in the movie that's decent word rotten Tomatoes, more like that you kind of keep these shorter yeah uh megan if you could struggle through giving us who was in this cast
3: all right um so our main character is terry griffith and she's played by joyce heiser Rick Morehouse is our heartthrob, uh, played by Clayton Rohner. Sure.
0: Great.
3: (laughs) Uh, Buddy Griffith is Terry's little brother, played by Billy Jane. Then you have some first namers. Uh, Denise is played by Tony Hudson. Greg Tolan is played by William Zabka. Kevin, Kevin is played by Lee McCloskey.
0: It's probably McCloskey, but all right.
3: Okay. And Lee spelled <laughs> like that for a guy. Not sure. Weird.
0: yeah,
3: Yeah. Um, Sandy is played by Sherilyn Fenn. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Debra Twin is- Two She's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Debra is played by Debra Goodrich. Willie is played by Air Gross.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't is know how to pronounce say? that. Aria. I don't know how to Are pronounce you? that. Are you?
3: Are you? <laughs> okay um phil's played by robert field steel uh the reptile what a weird character played by he had a name carno did he <laughs>
0: yeah harold oh,
3: okay. he called
0: himself the reptile but his name was harold
3: well this imdb is calling him reptile so sure um coach mikey morrison is played by john apicella and i'll do one more mr raymaker is played by kenneth teeger
0: yeah i i only know that he's been in a lot of stuff that Um. kind of mr raymaker uh i remember him from the movie bushwhacked which was um, daniel stern like masquerading as a boy scout troop leader to like get away from the feds or something like that but that dude played the actual boy scout troop leader and i remember him shaving with like a giant Bowie knife with no Shaving cream or water or nothing—that's mm-hmm. so kind of all that I know him from. But yeah, that's that's a, a cast of people that I don't think much of them worked after this. Zabka did, and Sherman Finn had quite a career. But aside from that, oh, I don't know any of these people really.
1: Um, the teacher, Mister—I'm looking. I don't know if this was going to be our INTB deep dive, but it was not. Okay, he's been in stuff. He's, he's still been a to stuff. this day. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: he's. He's in Avenger movies,
2: so yep. he is plays he? old old German man in the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big role, old German man. Count well, something.
3: G-
0: man. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh my goodness. Okay, um, let's quick go around the horn here. This might be a little bit different. I don't know if we all have a lot of experience with this movie before the pod, but Dave, uh, did you have any experience with this before the pod?
2: No. I watched this okay. uh, yesterday for the first time Yeah, A lot of these eighties movies, there are some that I've seen, like I've seen summer school, a bunch I've seen back to school, a bunch, oh, but sure. triple Mindy, this one just kind of slipped by. Uh, I hadn't uh, really uh, had any experience with it beyond that.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Dana, I know that um, you also had the the reaction that I had when I thought about this movie, what was your history with this before the podcast?
1: Um, I have seen it so many times on Comedy Central. Um, mm-hmm. So like have known about this movie since I was probably like a preteen, let's say. Um, so I've seen it a ton. Um, I don't know. If, I don't have to get too far into it, but yeah. I don't, uh, Yeah. Seeing it a lot on Comedy Central is probably not like an accurate understanding of what the movie probably truly was, but I'm very familiar no. with it.
0: I think that they, they dumbs this down quite a bit for network TV. They used to run a house party, I think it might have been a house party 2 on USA all the time. And my brother and I used to laugh because they would edit out all the swears in that one. And they have a scene where they turn motherfucker into motor scooter, uh, mother scruncher and mother father. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so I tend to still say mother father a lot when I'm gonna say motherfucker because it's a little bit funny that way. Um, Megan, did you have any history with this before the podcast?
3: No. I'm I'm you know, I'm not a big eighties movie watcher, just in general.
2: I mean, I think that's the, the safe choice more often than not.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I
2: I thought I'd seen all of Zapka's movies, but I guess this one just kind of slipped by. Kind of weird. This is deep in the Zapka verse. It out. is. <laughs> uh yeah,
0: like Dana, I saw this a ton on like mid nineties Comedy Central. They I feel like they didn't have a whole lot of original programming yet, and so a lot of it was just running movies that were big 10 years prior, I guess. Um, And when I remember like, when I was just kind of entering puberty, also basically a preteen, this was on constantly. And I was like super into this movie, Um, probably because Buddy was like my inner voice when I was 12, I was a a gross kid and Buddy was a gross kid too. Um, But yeah, I remember rewatching it, like three scenes I remember from the movie and that was it. Um, But, yeah, this was something that we used to watch way too often, I think, for as young as we were. Uh, Dave, having seen this as an adult, did this make the grade for you, or should they have held this back?
2: It was average at best. Uh, (laughs) Big old plot holes, too. You drive a truck through. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in this one. It's just a little long, like an hour 40. I'm like, man. Um, Yeah, didn't really connect with it. Didn't really like it all that much but average I was able to get through it I occasionally laughed um it was a lot of a lot of stereotypical high school behavior there's the bully and all the nerds and everything those nerds were something oh. but uh, yeah we're just average nothing special nothing special uh Dana
0: how about you make the greater hold this back
1: um oh boy i <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because i definitely like as a kid you're like you don't there's a lot of it that just goes kind of i don't know if it did go over my head i don't know but yeah i uh no this movie's not very good no it's not making the grade this is not a good film it's there are pieces but i have questions yeah there's a
3: lot of potholes as dave said so no oh, not making tons
0: the grade. tons big no sis what you. do you think make the grade or hold this back
3: so if I'm grading against like other 80s students, um, <laughs> it might pass. Uh, but if I'm grading against everything else we've talked about, I'm going to have to say does not pass. Like it was a long hour and 40 minutes. Like I think yeah. it could, I think it could have been like an hour and like five.
0: Yeah yeah it could have been one one episode of like an anthology series on netflix i feel like if they really wanted to do that
3: mm-hmm. um, or, or at least fill in some of the plot holes
0: something something they spent so much of that hour and 40 minutes on like nonsense that they really yeah. could have explained some of these things that do not make sense um i'm kind of in the same boat with dana this is tough because like the movie is not good this is a bad movie um and a lot of it doesn't make a lick of sense but like there's a bunch of stuff that's just like really kind of hand waved away it just they didn't they didn't really try but i think some of the side characters are a lot of fun um the movie is just like a really absurd caricature of an 80s movie and i think because of that it kind of overrules some of the genuine badness that comes with this movie so like a controversial hot take it makes the grade but it's like limping across the graduation stage just hoping it somehow like trick its way into community college this thing is graduating on a technicality this does not belong in any kind of a way to make the grade but uh because the main characters are trash but some of the side characters let me laugh a little bit so yeah that's where i come down um before oh, hold we hold on but oh. before
1: we like so sorry <laughs> Sorry, I'm not coming at you, surprisingly. Uh,
0: I'm shocked.
1: Um, but to say, Megan, that, like, against set their 80s films. This is the height of John Hughes. Like, Oh, true. So you have to think about his whole, like, I was going to use a French word, but I don't know how to say it. But his whole catalog. And then, like, this is in there. And I feel like it's, tr- it, I think to your point, and I don't know if we're going to get, we'll probably cover some of this. But, like, there are parts of it that could be really funny. And there are parts of it that could be touching, but it doesn't do any of them. It, it, it mm-hmm. try, it, like, it, I don't know, just thinking about.
3: I think it goes into the 80s film category of like the characters. Like, there's, <laughs> there's kind of like, it's kind of like from the 70s, like the high school, or what is it, rock and roll high school, like how yeah. everyone was like an exaggerated character. Like, I could see where that is, like, pulled through in this movie because there's, like, a Tweedledum and Tweedledee duo and, like, like the, whole, the whole thing. So those elements of an 80s movie are there and then, like, the music is there and, like, just the construct is there, but it's, it doesn't quite work. But, like, if you go back and watch a lot of other 80s movies, I mean, of course, there's some really good ones, but then there's a lot of ones that use this kind of formula and some fall very flat and some are, are good, you know?
0: Yeah, it doesn't hold up against John Hughes stuff, but I feel like yeah. there is a lot of 80s garbage that is not John Hughes, and it yeah. would probably be okay hanging around with some of that other straight up and down bullshit. Um, before we get into the recap and some of the segments here, does anybody have any fun facts?
2: Hmm. I was able to find a couple things that I thought were interesting. Um, <laughs> I had heard of the names of the writers before. Um Dennis Feldman and Jeff Franklin. Um Dennis Feldman wrote uh The Golden Child for Eddie Murphy. Love the Golden Child. I thought that child. was interesting. That that was a couple of years after this. And uh, he also yeah, he also wrote uh Species One and Two. So he went from you know wow. teen films to Aliens uh nude, nude alien. I mean dude likes boobs. I guess that's that's kind of the big takeaway there. Yeah. Jeff Franklin, um, he uh, wrote Summer School just after this in 1987. I talked about that one before. That's that's one that was on cable for me all the time. Um, I used to watch that. But he also created Full House, Fuller House, and uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Didn't so say, um, he went on to very big things yeah. after that. Um,
3: Which that actually description of As two people and their sort of different paths in life (laughs) makes now so much sense as to why this movie is the way it is. Because you have like the character person who's, you know, writing Full House and hanging with Mr. Cooper, who they, you know, have have such kind of interesting and full characters. And then you have the guy who goes into the species world, and I feel like there's like a little bit of a weird, yeah, like some weird underpinning. So now I totally get it, Dave. You have unlocked it for me.
2: That's a solid origin story. Um, Entertainment Weekly did a top fifty best high school movies of all time. This one made the list, but barely at number forty-eight. Too high. The, uh, yeah. the top one on that list, obviously, <clears throat> we talked about John Hughes earlier. Number one was The Breakfast Club, followed by Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and yeah. Dazed and Confused was number three. So, Woo! quite the list.
3: That's actually so ended up three. forty-eight. I...
0: I'd put Breakfast Club three on that list, but that's just me. Okay, that's I right. like the other two a lot more than that one, but that's another controversial hot take.
3: Forty-eight. When did that come out?
2: Long time. <laughs> the week ago. after school. <laughs> uh, it was two thousand fifteen. Was the original list? That's insane. There should not been be that a lot high of, on any list.
3: Yeah, but there's still been a lot of there's been a lot of high school movies since then, so I'm I'm Certainly. sure it's knocked off.
0: Right. Yeah. Most I think um, book smart would have pushed us down at least one spot.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, I have one fun fact. Because um, okay. I don't know if we're gonna get to it, um, but some of the characters, you know, some of the actors were a little bit on the older side um, <laughs> mm-hmm. whilst filming this movie. And um, our main, our lead actress uh, Joyce Heiser, um, in her bedroom in the movie, there's a lot of like Bruce Springsteen posters. Well. Wow. It was a little bit of a joke because she was dating Bruce Springsteen at the time.
2: Oh, she she
0: old. Was,
1: yeah, so. <laughs> it's a little nod to who her beau was at the time because she was like in her late twenties. Um, so yeah, that's why there's a lot of Bruce posters in the film so that was her boyfriend.
0: She even mentions like there's a part where they're discussing music and she mentions that she's into Bruce Springsteen. So mm-hmm.
1: she really winking a nod. Yep.
0: That is fucking worse. <laughs> All right, should we jump into the recap here, folks? Sure. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. Hey, what's your problem? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so this movie. Right it. Right we we it. can't. We can't talk about anything in this movie without mentioning all of this real problematic shit. I want to get us started right away with the character of Buddy. Mm. Uh, Big sis, being a big sis in real life, what was your take on Buddy?
3: I mean, there's Buddy and then there's the brother and sister relationship, which is (laughs) a little bit questionable. It's weird. It's weird. I was like, well, maybe my brother and I were just not that close, but I'm like, that's because we're brother and sister and that's not how these people were acting. Um, yeah, so Buddy was like the fifteen, basically a fifteen-year-old who who wanted to just bang everything, everything, and everything, mm-hmm. and was like so overt to his like parents, his. Sister. We never see
0: his parents. His parents don't exist. They doesn't are gone. Doesn't he say, for the doesn't whole he say movie.
3: something on the phone though? He says no. a lot does. of terrible things
2: to his parents. Yeah. <laughs> they're very honest with each other. It's an open <laughs> relationship with the parents, but they say some pretty terrible
3: things I mean on the all the time if yeah. my brother acted like that I would not be his friend I'd be like get in <laughs> line you <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> that's yeah. all I have
0: to say he has fully wallpapered his whole bedroom with Playboy centerfolds yeah. um, just I mean you could not look anywhere in the room without seeing boobs and like big old 80s bush um, I don't know why he thought that was okay to do I don't know uh why joyce i mean joyce kind of gave him a hard time about it for like three seconds and then was like nah, it's fine titties everywhere like mm-hmm. it, it he has a number of really kind of upsetting quotes that i want to get to here in a sec too but dana um what did you think about our our good buddy buddy here
1: well i definitely like wrote down like that was like the first <laughs> note um, besides the 80s music that wasn't actually any real songs because Shazam no. could not find a single one. Of these None songs. of them. Not a one. Um, but yeah, like the Playboy at breakfast. Um, I just feel like and I wish I had I actually probably should have done some like research on that, but I feel like this was like a trope. A lot. It's always like some some sibling or like why is someone always like too aggressively horny? Like I didn't know any people like this. Maybe people did uh, it in private.
0: Okay. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had a, a, one or two friends who were just like this but never in front of their family. Never in front of their family.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's like uh, it's that it's gross, it's almost like the twins making out in Euro trip. It's like, oh. too <laughs>
3: yeah, I, and I think he- it was
2: an example of like a if you set like an animal into the wild that's been in captivity for a while because the parents have just left <laughs> and, and you just observe and you see them as like, well, I had these hidden, let's put them up on the wall. I'll, I'll eat pizza for breakfast. I don't care. This is, yeah, he thought I, that's what, what he should do because he didn't have anyone telling him that. It was wrong should yeah. have
3: i know and then like the whole time so basically i mean they could have explained it a little bit more about like his basically it sounded like his quest during this the time that the parents are gone which who leaves for like what two weeks a month two weeks,
2: or yeah. two weeks. for two weeks to somewhere out of the country I think. I think i think they were in like the bahamas yeah. or something they've left yeah. the country
3: um anyway but like he ends up am i going to spoil the movie
0: Probably, it's fine. <laughs>
3: he, he ends up having sex with, like, a senior in high school. So, like, what, like an 18-year-old is then having sex with a 15-year-old? I'm...
0: I, I mean, she... That character was kind of a mess anyway. Um, but, like, Sandy was it. all mixed up.
3: Yeah, but that, I mean... And then his sister's like, yeah, that sounds great. Go at it, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think the bigger question was, like, why... Not so much like that they're hooking up. We didn't get any explanation of why that happened. There was never like a scene where Sandy was like, oh, this guy, the one time she saw him, she was like grossed out and ran out of the house. Yeah. And so there's one of the plot holes where it's just, oh, for convenience sake, we're going to show them hooking up. And then the next day he hops on the back of a motorcycle with some 30-year-old woman we have never seen in the movie was, and just takes say, off
2: with her. I was going to say, I'm like, she's significantly older than he is. She was significantly. Only,
3: uh, uh, He's looking for a family. He's looking for par- a parental figure because his um, parentals just abandon him at any moment.
2: Got it. Two shapes. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So there's,
0: there's two things. Um, th- one of them I just feel like is problematic in a modern sense, and the other one sums up what and who Buddy is. Uh, the first one, he tells Terry, all you transvestites are alike. You disgust me not something that would be said in a movie in the modern day. Um, she's not even really a transvestite, man. She's going undercover. Uh, the second one, and I think this, if there was, you know, if he was a real housewife and he was delivering his tagline while holding, I don't know, like a piece of pizza, or I guess they're in Arizona, so like a Gila monster or a cactus. Yes. Um, the male body needs sex at all times. It's a living <laughs> hell. <laughs> like, Dude, if that doesn't sum him up perfectly, all he all of his lines are about his dick and how he's not using it enough and how he wants to use it on whoever walks by, like yep. this dude is a
2: disaster. Now he gave it a very charming nickname too, Spike. Spike. That's what, I'll be like, yep, Spike. That made me sad. Uh, it's
3: also aggressive.
0: He... Call your dick <laughs> Spike. Is it shape weird? Ew. <laughs>
3: um <laughs> Also, I wrote down his acting is literally atrocious.
0: All of them, though, because Jerry also can't act.
3: Yeah, but this guy, I think this is like his last movie.
0: It should be, man. It's it's real bad. He's not, he's not any good in this. While we're talking about problematic elements of this film, uh, Rick goes on a date with a sixth grader at one point. That was, that was odd. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Sandy, Sandy, for that—that that well, I, was I just, also blame Sandy. Pure shenanigans. That is
3: what a bait and switch. There, that was terrible. Yeah, but like it was a have, bait and switch. You could have bait and switch with at least like an eighth grader who's like thirteen or fourteen, <laughs> not like an eleven-year-old. Aren't you like yeah. eleven? When you're sixth eleven. Grade? Eleven or twelve? Yeah. Like Are 11 you eleven
0: going on twelve? She. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think I finished sixth grade at 11 and I turned 12 that summer so she might have been you know older for her age and turned 12 but the, the problematic part isn't that I mean yes problematic that Sandy brought a child on a date more problematic that Rick goes on like a romantic walk with her instead of being like Mm-mm, y'all I'm gonna I'm gonna leave <laughs> I'm Not stick it around for this like I I gotta get out of here before I go to prison
1: I think it's more that he's like there protecting his buddy Terry from Sandy, maybe until that last minute. I don't know. It's not yeah, great. Because he really... didn't
0: protect Terry. Sandy pulled the socks out of Terry's pants because <laughs> Rick walked away with a child into the darkness on the beach.
1: Yeah, that wasn't great. Again though, that's Chris Sandy. Hansen must have
0: a word with him. Mm-hmm. Just take a seat right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: That
0: oh. was uncomfortable. Yeah, and then we also have, I think in the opening scene, two teachers just openly talking about how hot Terry is. And they got some very serious Rock Cox vibes here. This is a throwback to the Mean Girls episode with our own child lesson teacher. Um, Raymaker tells the other teacher that he could lose his job for trying to hook up with a student. And the other dude's like, oh, it's fucking worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, no uh, this isn't all right yeah i wonder if that was just like more accepted in the 80s because terry overhears them and has no reaction whatsoever to this she's just mad that like she's not being taken seriously as a journalist like there are two men in their 50s talking about boning you out out loud and you're just like yeah anyway, about this article that i wrote that was, uh uh-uh.
1: Yeah, I think I had forgotten some of that stuff. Or, like, maybe because <laughs> I watched it on, like, Comedy Central. Like, I never truly saw it from the beginning. But I was like, I'm sure what I didn't. the hell? Um, as somebody used to work at a school, when kids would wear, like, not like Terry's outfit was, like, too crazy or whatever. We'll get to it, I know. Um, yeah. But there would be a lot of times where, like, male teachers were like, I don't feel comfortable with what this child is wearing how do we make them stop wearing shit like this <laughs> like it was more like this is really inappropriate and like i can't look at this you know like it was never like ooh, check out her outfit in like a ooh, i like it kind of way it was more like holy crap that outfit is like it makes me feel very uncomfortable and i can't like i don't know where to look when i talk to this child because mm. it's we're not body shaming we're all about but like wear what you want but like also be respectful of you have to interact with people or something. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that.
0: Sorry, this dude was fully prepared to lose his job over this. <laughs> like lose my whole livelihood, which was, I did not like to, to watch that whole thing go down. Um, while we're on the topic of weird age gaps with sex and shit, Rick lost his virginity to his mom's friend right after his dad died. Um, this whole scene was unnecessary. This could have been time spent instead like explaining some shit. This is also the scene where you found out that Rick is a James Brown fan, which never comes back up. And as a James Brown fan, that dude's not a fucking James Brown fan. Like, no. Nothing about him said James Brown to me at all.
1: Oh, this is a fun fact I forgot to share. James Uh-oh. Brown spent like three days on set teaching Rick, who, or the actor how to do some of his moves and i like read that trivia before i watched the movie and i was like oh Ugh. man i can't wait this dance <laughs>
2: yeah, <the end> and <laughs> and the dancing was duped. still so terrible
3: it was really he
0: didn't bad do any james he didn't brown yeah um, listen i, I am a, a james brown super fanatic um from back in my break dancing days basically all of your break beats are james brown beats like funky drummer super bad um I got it. Night train, all that stuff just gets like looped over and over again for like an hour at a battle. Um, if you guys have the time, uh, listeners out there, there is a James Brown interview on CNN from I'm gonna see like 1987, 88. Ooh. James Brown is coked out of his gourd. God, they, yeah. the interview takes place the day after he like went after his wife for like a lead pipe or some shit um, like he had just gotten out of jail for that um, interview and all he wants to talk about is his is his upcoming tour um, and at one point he just starts like answering every question with song titles so he just yells out living in america yeah. <laughs> he comes back with like I, I man's world and i'm super bad and the and the reporter it's 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 a it's a female reporter who I think in the modern day like mm, no we're talking about how you just beat your wife she's like ah uh-huh, you have upcoming tours talk about that uh, he yells out to um to Ted Turner during the interview one pretty hey Ted <laughs> it's just it's the, it's the there is no better PSA for what cocaine will do to you than watching that it's like a two minute interview I've watched it thousands of times it is he's sweating. He has on like ridiculous sunglasses, his hair is all a mess. Watch that interview because it is pure comedy. Um, but back to Rick
3: we'll being to the post. victim of- We'll try to post it yeah. for you listeners. We'll, we'll, it,
0: so we'll, we'll link it on the, on the Twitter. Um, yeah, back to Rick perhaps being the victim of child sexual assault. We don't know how old he was when his dad died, they don't say. Um, it wasn't like in the last couple of months though. So he yeah. might've been like 14 or 15 And his mom, his mom's friend has sex with him to like cheer him up, he says, which that feels like some real predatory behavior in that moment.
3: I thought, so I thought the whole James Brown thing, this whole setup thing was going to like open up some sort of bigger story about Rick. Nope. No.
0: (laughs) We don't know anything about this guy.
3: Like don't even, like none of this even mattered. Like why? Nope. No.
0: No, all we know about him is, like, he doesn't have a girlfriend. He lies to his mom about having a girlfriend. And the decor in his house is weird as shit. And that's all we know about him.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I just think, I guess we chalk it up to the 80s. But, yeah, a lot of the age differences and the inappropriateness, like, with, you know, the sixth grader, Rick's friend, mom's friend, having sex with him. Even, um, I'm sure we'll get into the really but, like, Terry and Kevin... What? Yeah. Kevin's in college, but like, what year in college? And how long have he and Terry been? Like, that doesn't feel right either.
0: He's popping yeah. home an awful lot for a yeah, college. cast. I'm like, student. where is <laughs> like
1: he's he's college down the college on the street?
0: <laughs> yeah. a block away.
1: And mm-hmm. I know we said these people look like we commented that the cast looks very old, but like, legitimately, if you tried to tell me he wasn't a senior, I would storm out of this podcast.
3: So he's like very old. 40. I mean, <laughs> he
0: looks forty.
3: Terry, I wrote down, looked older than me. Yeah, that's again the eighties is
1: a wild time. Yeah. But like to think that like maybe they've been together for like a year. He's been in co- like I don't know. We felt uncomfortable with like Buddy hooking up with Sandy because there's like a maybe a three year age gap. Two or three and, years. Yeah, the same was true of Terry and kevin and he seems like a real douche and only likes terry for a hot bod so i don't think he's waiting until she's of age
0: no no in defense that is a hot bod in no defense you still should not be trying to hook up with a child because we know for sure he was trying to hook up with the child um, perhaps the widest age gap would be denise and that guitarist from the band that dude is at least 35 years old That is an old man. Like, what a creep ass move to play a high school prom and be like actively scoping out girls from up on stage and like making eyes at them. It's prom. Your band is playing prom.
1: He wasn't even attractive. I was like, he was ugly. He was hot. I'm like, all right. But I was just like, ugh, this guy? That dude was an uggo. Yeah. And then the whole Denise thing. Tell me in what world Denise has a hard time finding a date. I just don't buy it.
2: That well, yeah, was like one of my a... <laughs> early
1: notes. In what world does Denise not like get
2: dates? she's very she pretty. She had a hard time... She looks like Rebecca De Mornay or like who's the other? She she like Kim Basinger vibes. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, does she it, had a hard time finding, finding a date. Cause to she used face? to be fat. She used That's... to be fat, and then nobody they wants it. her now. It's, it's not yeah. there. There's there's no. Logic. They
0: all know she was fat before, and then it's like woof, skinny mm-hmm. now, but fat back in the day. So, mm-hmm. persona non grata.
1: The logic does not track, and I'm not uh, here for it. She's not gonna like magically become
3: fat again. Like I you never know. know. She stops doing the cocaine, she might. It's
2: yeah. True. God, God, I, I think cool. of all the characters, the cocaine.
3: <laughs> doing the cocaine, cocaine was...
2: smoking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's 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 healthy in the '80s. We can now beer brand bad beer.
1: I oh yeah, think the kids cracking beers. Like come home from school. your brand beer. beer?
0: Yep. Beer brand beer. Oh man. Well, I will say that's
1: actually that was
2: a
0: real thing.
3: Beer yeah, brand what? beer.
0: Beer brand beer. I will say yeah. on the date they at least gave the child a coke. They were all that's drinking it, Yeah, the eleven-year-olds.
3: The eleven-year-old
0: yeah. got the coke. <laughs> they didn't give the eleven-year-old a beer. Um. So now that we've gotten
3: wait uh, I have some one, oh <laughs> I have one more. What's your problem? Okay. Uh, the fight scene. I mean, just the acting in that.
0: Oh, the acting! I mean, the acting throughout. Um,
3: but I mean, the acting in that especially.
0: My my concern with, I mean, okay, it was well, three guys could not beat up Zabka. It took like he beat up three guys, and then one of them finally got a drop on him, probably because he was exhausted. Yeah, he had just gorilla pressed Terry into the ocean, which. They're in Arizona. What fucking ocean was that? <laughs>
2: that part, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that didn't make a lot of sense either. I was like, "We're we're having a beach prom
3: at the Lake, wow. wow.
2: lake. lake and there were <laughs> big ass waves." That yeah, was in.
3: definitely an ocean. <laughs> that
2: was the yeah. ocean. Oh yeah. <laughs> All, right. All
3: right.
0: I and while we're while we're on the topic of Arizona, um, I need someone to explain to me these New York accents because oh. Terry had like a Long Island accent and uh so did buddy which you know what i would say okay they moved from new york i could explain that uh denise also heavy new york accent i'm like well now it doesn't make any sense at all i
2: don't know arizona maybe it's a large transient population there's there, it's fewer people who were like born and live there a lot of people from other places who are like i'm done with the winters. i mean it, it could be a lot of people who've been living in new york or the northeast for the last few years and decide you know i'm being arizona but i'm taking my accent with me. how about that they sure the fuck did
3: yeah i mean just the whole like fight scene like it looked like kind of like a three stooges fight like if you ever saw that back in the day where they like (laughs) clearly don't hit each other and it's a little bit like you know like that Um, kind of thing but they like they tried to make it look like it was hitting each other but not very hard And so it was just like, yeah. what is happening
0: here? Rick was just like throwing jabs and uh, Zabka was over here just like taking him in the face. And it wasn't like he was trying to defend himself or punch back. I think he got hit with like five jabs in a row to the face.
3: Right. Wouldn't he be bleeding or like...
0: Listen, we we saw uh, Friday Night Lights. Those guys are bleeding with face masks and helmets on his face would have fallen off like skateboard pee. I um the, the the punching was was odd to me um and especially because we have seen him in karate kid i'm gonna blame the director on that which i was shocked to find out this movie was directed by a woman i was like really? so you had like no female sensibilities for any of your characters at all you didn't want to give a development to denise or terry they are you, you, you were okay with Buddy just being a, a budding sex fiend in the film you're directing? You didn't want to tone any of that down?
3: Nah. Odd. <laughs> Not The with 80s. It. Yeah, it was the, the 80s. 80s. She was fine.
0: probably high on cocaine too, allegedly. <laughs> um, now, I do want to get into Terry's actual plot here a little bit because I, I don't think it makes the most sense. Um, my first question was like, is it possible terry is just like a boring writer um her first article that she was like oh this is going to win the competition was about the nutritional content of the cafeteria food at her school and they showed the articles she lost to she lost an article about people who cheat on their boyfriends and girlfriends and an article about drug use at her school yeah you lost <laughs> like your yeah. article no one's trying to read about like nutrition content of
2: tater tots yeah, you gotta know your audience and uh no nope. she was just a bit above what everyone was willing to read about <laughs> in a school in a high school context i mean the the teacher at the second school that she shows her writing to um he says uh, yeah it's very good you have good writing skills but this is fucking boring, boring. he doesn't say fucking but this is boring <laughs> you gotta know who you're you gotta try to incite the reader pull them in get them excited about what they're reading and she's this kind of is writing what uh, what she thought was important, but not what anyone gave a shit about to read.
3: I mean, I was in, a, I was in the journalism or like the newspaper class in my junior and senior year, and then I went to journalism school. Like, if I was entering some sort of a contest, in no way would I ever think about writing about the nutritional content <laughs> of food. Yeah. Like I would, that would not even be like one of my top a hundred topics.
0: It's way down there. I, I also, I'm very curious what her article was about at the other high school that he said was boring. Cause it wouldn't make sense for her to write an article about the food at a different high school. Yeah. Like I'm assuming she wrote some other article and was like, here's yeah, think- this. She's like, Oh, this is also, awesome. is she wrote about the food at Pearl?
1: I think she just presented. I like honestly. I assume she just presented because yeah. she wanted to prove that, like, I oh, it's so. because they think I'm a, a girl. Like, it's just because I'm a hot girl. I assumed she just handed in the same article and was just like, "Oh my god, it's going to be so great now." And I think
3: the guy was probably even more like, "Dude, why the fuck are you writing about <laughs> what <books?" is> this?" <laughs> yeah. Also, how did she just go to another school for a month?
2: I two don't
3: weeks, know. Two weeks. She, she committed. I don't, I don't,
2: don't, no she committed, I don't know.
0: Fraud. <laughs> she committed fraud i don't know how she enrolled i don't know i don't i don't know why she actually enrolled like if you're going undercover there's no reason to actually like take classes and shit like okay I, i'm gonna i'm gonna look past the way that she just like strolled her way into the school somehow it happened fine um why is she going to gym like you're walking into a hornet's nest by going to gym class at all. She goes there every day and tries to make an excuse for why she has to go to study hall. Just fucking go to study hall. Like yeah. he doesn't know who you are. Exactly. You're, not, you're not a real student. No one's
1: like, oh, where is the, you know, like he's not checking. He's a new
0: student. And you know what? If he is checking, what's he going to do? Flunk you? You don't go there. Yeah. Just don't go to do gym.
1: There was a weird thing in the gym thing. Uh, surprise jock inspections. Were you guys wearing jocks uh-huh. in gym class?
0: Fuck no, no, no. <laughs> briefs. Sorry, that B- should have been from in... Boxers back then, as a matter of fact.
1: That should yeah. have been. A, What's your problem? Why
3: is the gym teacher? <laughs>
0: Three times a doctor? week. Three times like, a week.
3: Why, like, I don't understand though. Like, wh- what does that mean exactly? Are you like, do you have to pull your pants down and show that I you're wearing so. a jock strap? Oh, I thought he was checking to see if
1: a cup was there. Just a quick tap. So oh, he's tapping. tapping. Okay.
3: That would be more appropriate,
0: quite frankly, than like yep. drop your pants and let me see them cheeks. I don't know what uh, that, I that, I that I was weird to that. me. You know he did, the weird bowling fetish guy has. I mean, that would be, be just... like
3: the, <laughs> the gym teacher coming into the women's locker room and being like, all right, sports bra check.
2: Shirts and off. Like,
3: snapping your... Squ- <laughs> Where's your sports bra? Like, looking for the razor back in the middle? Like,
1: I don't...
0: It's so weird. It's so weird to me. That whole gym teacher in general was a fucking weirdo. But I think um, my my big question was like, okay, is she just... Taken straight up zeros in every class for two weeks.
1: I have more about gym class. Can we just more oh, gym more more let's, more? We can more. do
0: gym till the cows come home.
1: Well, you know. like, real quick, and then we'll we'll go back to like the fact that she enrolled at this other school. <laughs> so in order to like, she can't figure out how to change. So Terry like lights a fire in the yeah. room, and it just allows her to change. But gym class is not canceled. I don't understand how if all of the (laughs) sprinklers went off, school is still pumping along. So that was a weird one. So she just did it to just change and be wet and then still go to gym class.
0: Some kid uh, had an umbrella, I would point out. That was a very rock and roll high school moment. The kid had the umbrella in the locker room for some reason. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) But but also, why did she change into... A full on sweatsuit. Sweat?
0: Underneath
3: the shorts and a
1: t shirt. I don't understand. It made no sense. And then I wrote, like, okay, so you got kind of got through it this time. You changed. And I'm like, what are you going to do next time? <laughs>
3: What's
0: your plan and for tomorrow. It's it Monday.
1: Was, it was ultimately the stomach bug. I'm like, why don't we start there? Why don't we start with the stomach issue and we can <laughs> avoid the whole. Oh, man.
0: My God. I Speaking just, of bad acting her her stomach bug acting was god-awful that's inexcusable i think the director should have been like i want you to see what you're doing and then let's let's fix this because this is this is this is embarrassing um yeah,
1: but i i just had to like i don't know how all of the sprinklers going off does not just get school canceled everything's wet no everything's wet but so
0: everything, everything yeah. is soaked
1: there's, that's there's also a legitimate running fire gag in the building. In the movie is like all the shit they do to make the janitor's life harder. And then I just felt really bad for the janitor at the end of the movie.
0: He, he looked so sad every things. time.
3: Every time. I was like, <laughs> every that time was he
0: not. was like, Oh no.
3: That what was like shit. another rock and roll high school kind of thing. Wasn't there yeah. like a, a janitor in that one?
0: Yeah. 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 They just they didn't they didn't the steer on. into it enough in this. They 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 had an opportunity to go silly and then every time like, well that's enough silly. We'll we'll rein it back in here and we'll have Buddy talk about titties or whatever. um but i I was very curious what was happening at her original high school at pearl for these two weeks like she never mentions that she's going to college um but if she wants to be a professional journalist i'm assuming she's going to go to j school somewhere and she's just like i'm going to take zeros in every class for two weeks near the end of my senior year to write this bullshit article like
3: but you're already I, accepted at that point, right? Like
2: Probably. we have to graduate still. You can't just flunk all your shit at the end.
3: If I you mean, get straight
2: C's, I mean, if she got into a really good school, they might look at that and be like, hey, that's a lack of motivation there. She seemed kind of dumb. She wasn't the, to, you know, the last,
3: I will say the last two weeks of high school, like you don't really have to do anything. You do that's have to, true. Like, you do have to I be guess. there, I think.
2: You should be there. You should attend. Show yes, up. We, we can definitely say that. Yeah, they I, there's, a, there's
0: a really, really, really awful uh, Disney Channel original movie called Genius, where it's a kid who's like a child genius, a prodigy who goes to college and like pretends to be, um, I guess like a middle school student for a girl that he has a crush on. And you see him like trying to juggle both. That would have been a more interesting movie to me, of having her mm-hmm. like try to be at Pearl as herself and then like part of the day find some way to get over to Sturgis are to like do more undercover recon as this boy like that would have been interesting but just having her be like yeah I'm just not going to school for a couple of weeks and no one's gonna care no one's gonna notice but I have to be in gym though
1: yeah, yeah. I think it was just to get the gags but like I think it was also yeah. she thought she could just show up there one day out of the blue and show this guy my article, be told I'm a genius, and then yeah. go back to Pearl and rub it in homeboy's face. Right, that's true. the guy was like, no, this sucks. <laughs> like, not to you're, you're
2: still bad. You're I'm a good writer, but you're boring. You're boring.
1: <laughs> Anything for Ugh. two weeks. So then she's like, okay, I'll stay. Yeah. But I have a question about what, at, at any point do we get what the article is supposed to be about?
0: Well, so okay, before Near the end, end of, of the, of the movie, not not before the end of the movie, no, before the I I was also curious, like I think it's
3: so right I, at the
0: at the end we find out that she's writing an article of being a boy at this school. Mm-hmm.
3: So I thought, and again, this is my misinterpretation of Rick. I thought it was like going to be about you know, sort of having to hide your sexuality or having to hide like kind of who you are. That would have been sad. Yeah, like, (laughs) you know, in high school and like that. And then Rick was going to like actually come out as gay and he's been hiding that. And then Denise is going to have like some sort of a thing because she's taking her to prom. Like, I thought it was like, I actually thought there was like a very much deeper story that then under underscored why we're learning all these different pieces about all these different people and like the, all these different scenarios and then at the end when it was like nah I'm just writing about being a boy
1: I just say I think that's better and I think I heard I was listening to like some podcast that also happened to talk about just one of the guys and they said it would have been an interesting ending if it had just been like oh like Rick figures out he's gay by Terry yeah. and it wasn't like oh I like you because you're Oh, I, I feel okay like you because you're a girl. It's like, no, you made me realize that like, I like boys or I like men or whatever. That's a better yeah. movie. Maybe that's how we remake it in 2021.
2: That's um, what I was thinking. That yeah. that that could fly in like 2005 or 2015, but not in 1985. I don't. Think. Yeah, 2015, 2020. He he realized he's pansexual at the end of the movie. like, I don't
0: care what parts he got. Like, I like you as for you, and I'm down for that. Um, yeah, I just. There were so many things about her overall
2: plot that didn't make any sense. Um, She defrauded the public coffers. She should pay. (laughs) I'm 100% serious.
0: My my real question here was like, all right, so like, your article is about being a boy, but you didn't really try to figure out what it's like to be a boy. You made one friend. Mm -hmm. You didn't like, you didn't, I mean, if you're going to be a boy, then she should have wanted to like, date what was her name sandy like you should try to find a girlfriend for yourself you should you should try to do all these things maybe try to join a team of some sort like that's what it is to be a boy in high school she's just a boy in terms of i look like a boy and i have one guy friend
1: wait hold on sorry i was just thinking about this is that what the article's about what it's like to be a boy i thought it was yeah oh did i it not pay attention well, to that, the movie what, I th-
0: that was the article that she was trying to write and at the end there was an article about falling in love with this boy but like oh. I think her intention was to write an article about what it was like to be a boy kind of like a black like me situation where she's going undercover as a boy and then like writing about what it's like to be a boy in high school
1: um I thought the article was about
3: learning that looks aren't important
0: the fact that we don't fucking know (laughs) is a big problem yeah i
3: i just went with i was like when my when my theory got um dispelled i didn't even listen to what the article was actually about
0: it didn't it didn't fucking matter it didn't fucking matter um i i also uh and i know dave has some thoughts on this y'all this movie was pg-13 (laughs) <laughs> Every time we're in Buddy's room, there are hundreds of fully naked women on screen. There we talked about the kids drinking their beer brand beer. Buddy talks about getting a blowjob at one point. There's an awful lot of dudes walking around in just a jock strap butt cheeks all flapping in the wind.
3: You know um, what? I'm some fine dude talks that.
0: about the rash on his dick. There's uh you know, we, we see Terry's whole boobs on camera.
1: <laughs> like, they didn't they didn't curse, so it's fine.
0: Yeah. They,
2: I guess they didn't.
3: But, I was thinking those, back, like, those,
2: yeah, I, I didn't hear an F word anywhere. I, I didn't hear uh, uh, the big one. I didn't hear any of the big ones.
3: Yeah, and those boobs were definitely the boobs of a late 20, early 30-year-old woman. Yeah,
0: those are some 28-year-old titties. Um, yep. Listen, a, a fantastic rap, I must say, but those were not the, the, the breasts of a teenage girl. Those were, that was, you're a woman, with that her whole the, the one time you see you in the bikini you're like okay really you're supposed
2: to be playing like a 17 a year old girl no one believes this
1: were we like just figuring out pg-13 is that why this is like
2: that's what i, I was going to go into that P- pg-13 came into existence in july of 84 about nine okay. months before this movie <laughs> right before um, this it was in reaction to a, a couple movies that had come out previously specifically indiana jones and the temple of doom and gremlins because mm-hmm. of all the gore people eating monkey brains that people were livid and, and unhappy it's like well i took my kid to this pg movie and all this gross stuff was happening it scared him so it was steven spielberg who actually said we need something in between pg and r let's let's see what we can do and they came up with pg 13 uh, july 1st of 1984 was the first time that it was implemented do you guys know what the first movie was i have a guess i don't know if this is true or if this mm-hmm. is me thinking it's true was it red Dawn? It was Red Dawn. You God got damn it. right, right. Wow.
3: Patrick there you go.
2: Yeah, 19, yeah.
3: List, listeners, I can attest we're all seeing his hands, and he's not Googling this. That was a, nope. that I, I, was a I mean, real was i real. tell you,
0: when, yeah. when I said that me and Nick's trivia team was the Baracktobers of our bar, we were not kidding. Like that, yeah, that was off the dome, y'all, so I will take that. Yeah, um, PG-13
2: was basically it, it was narrowed down to it was parents strongly cautioned some material may be inappropriate for children some <laughs> quite a bit stuff yeah, that the, would be inappropriate the entire
3: for... movie is inappropriate most of it yeah most of it
0: yeah. yeah all of it there are again if we were to count i i would put the over under at 45 fully naked women in every screen when we're in buddy's room they're everywhere yeah. what's
1: wrong yeah. with the naked body what's wrong with hey, listen letting not, people see titties
0: <laughs> not a goddamn thing I love titties. I know Dave loves titties. They're pretty good, yeah. They're pretty good. It's not that there's a problem with it. It's just that by modern standards, this movie would be a hard R. Like, they were evolving in oh, yeah. 13. I get that. Yeah. But, like, the, I mean...
1: We don't need, those... to, le- we don't need to lean in our, into our puritanical roots. We can oh, God, no. be free with the body. It's the violence <laughs> I worry about with the kids.
0: <laughs> it was yeah. some of that, too.
3: Yeah, so like a bad they, version of that. Yeah.
0: If they if they made this now,
2: those would just be like Maxim. Is Maxim still a thing? Those would be like Maxim photos all over. I don't know, well. if, I don't know if it's all digital now. It may still be a thing. I, I, I haven't seen a newsstand. I'm,
0: I'm old, but it would be something like that. They'd be like bikini women all over the walls, not just like full boobs and bush as far as the eye can see. That was. Yep and i am I'm, I'm now curious what the comedy central version of that is is the whole wall just blurry or did they, it's they just a blurry wall I, comedy
2: central, I was right?
3: going to say i don't think i saw it or like i saw that there were center folds all over the wall but I like mm-hmm. it didn't catch my eye but i was also watching it in sd because that was <sighs> i am sorry i, I was, was gonna, not going to to spend the additional a dollar, dollar. No, on I, I, hd
2: on this movie i understand no i i was gonna say something about that i'm like maybe they were a lot less clear in, in the theaters because we didn't it have like were. full 4k um hd go, <laughs> going on so you weren't able to see all the details maybe it was blurry behind there wow. or something like that but they actually just released this movie for its i think 35th anniversary on Ooh. blu-ray so if you want to see all the details folks nah, check it out not doing um, that no <laughs>
1: Um, I feel like um, there's, I tried to watch a documentary about, like, the MPAA, like, that's the rating association. It's all a bunch of bullshit anyway. It's oh, yeah, like it, it is. It's four, four people who, like, get to decide everything. So,
3: yep.
2: yeah. I'm going to to be on it. No, it's, it's people, like, a lot of the representatives on the board are from, like, the Catholic Church, and mm-hmm. you know how they feel about most things already. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It, there was, um, I think it, it might have been um,
0: Steve Carell talking about four-year-old virgin where at first they were trying to get it down to pg-13 because that's where you make your money like yep. r-rated comedies don't tend to do as well as pg-13 ones do and he was talking about the notes that they got back like right away and it was like a book of things they had to change and the
2: first one was you can't say "pussalaya." That... you can't say <laughs> in the film. i'm sure that was well, in he's, there. He's, you just gotta take that out now, number yeah. one
1: you can't put pussy on a pedestal. Gotta you can't put pussy on a pedestal. Oh,
0: they talked about them. you have that scene where he's walking around with like a full erection in the morning, and yeah. they said you're okay to have an erection, but the, the 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 head of the penis can't be round; it has to be flat. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, like Ew. that's the note. That's the, the, the right. And they're like, because it looks too real if the head is round, mm-hmm. so it needs to come to like a flat end. And they were like, how are we gonna explain he's got a flat dick? <laughs> Cool. But we're the whole he's movie raging. now. has right, got a flat a weird flat dick. It's got a weird shape like Spike in this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was I, Spike. Yeah. It was Spike. I wanna um, take a couple of minutes here to go through some of the the side characters that made this movie watchable for me. Um, we can we can talk about Greg being a full-on like cartoon bully. He's Roger Klotz here. Like he's he wears weightlifting gloves around school all the time. Why? It weird, Joyce? why? Uh, well, we know why because he's lifting up lunch tables and like dumping mm-hmm. nerds on the ground on the regular. Apparently,
1: are lunch mm. tables that heavy? Those didn't
2: look no. heavy. No, I've, I've lifted them like before. If, if kids were sitting on them, well, nerds like hun- you got a bunch of hundred-pound weaklings. It's <laughs> like four hundred pounds. You, you can do it. A nice deep squat and then you know deadlift. <clears throat> you know, but know. it
3: it was a good reminder about the crazy bodybuilding theme of the eighties, like. I mm-hmm. expected him to be, like, a football jock or, like, a basketball jock, but no, he was, like... Just strong. Just, like, <laughs> just one of those bodybuilders guy. type. Very tan, very blonde, and going to be wearing that those gloves all the time. Yeah.
1: Well, it was just, like, weird to me that, like, the only reason we're introduced to this character is because, like, Terry walks up to him and his posse on the first day, and I'm like as a boy at this other school. And I'm like, in what world does that seem like a good idea?
0: Nope. Keep like, your head down, bud.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah just keep it them. moving. Leave him Move along. Yeah, like, that wouldn't be my opening salvo would be to those three uh-uh. tool bags. So I was just like, what? What is happening?
0: Well, after watching them give such a serious wedgie his kid is, like, held up off the ground. He's yeah. got, like, a, a rectal problem at the end of that, I feel like.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he's just he's beating a
2: butt. No, he's he's kind of like rubbing him against. It's, it was kind of weird when I saw him, like he's like right up against him, kind of just jerking him around. Like this is Ew. this is getting this is weird. Yeah, he was really was into really was, messing, messing up that kid's underwear, man.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of a poor abused nerd, a special shout out to these two weird alien kids. They yeah. more or less made this movie for me. I, I, that's not a real thing I don't think. I I I was kind of a, a space nerd as a kid. Never would have actually pretended to be an alien and like made up a weird alien language to mumble in to my buddy and like I'm going to guess hot glue a gold protractor to my chest at one point cuz they had like oh, matching nice. sweaters with the protractor's kind of like the Star Trek logo.
2: Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. 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 Okay.
3: But okay, this was like where that rock and roll high school, those, those two caricatures
1: what, yep, were the the, like monitors. the hall
3: monitors, right? Yeah. I was like, these are the hall monitors, like just a few years later with like slightly different weird quirks and characteristics.
0: Yeah. There's a part where they get separated during gym and put on different teams and they react as though someone has attacked them with acid. Like they are <laughs> screaming. and like, it, But somehow they've got prom dates, you guys. So Denise can't get a prom date. Rick can't get a prom date. These two dorks who wear like matching tuxedos with lights in them and sneakers to prom and do weird alien-style dances together, they got prom dates. You know who else got a prom date? Harold the reptile. <laughs> the guy who's got lizards everywhere.
1: Look, yeah. do you notice there were always girls at their lunch table? I thought was very I'm like, who are these girls? So, I wanted to know more. Yeah, I needed yeah. to. I needed to know those female nerds in our lives. Like I needed to know what was going on there, and of course, didn't get it. So that was didn't
0: right. get. Didn't get any of that. Um, nope. and, and I also wanted to bring up. Uh, we talked a little bit about Coach Morrison, the the gym coach earlier. Y'all, if you guys haven't seen this movie, this this gym coach, he is obsessed with bowling, like Snoop Dogg is obsessed with weed. Like, he's got, he's always wearing a bowling shirt. He's got a shitload of bowling trophies, pictures, memorabilia all over his office. He's got, like, a, a bowling ball and pen lamp. And even, like, his, his, his dialogue is bowling-based. He says whoever started that fire, Terry, the arsonist, is a human gutter ball. Like, Did everything it. he says has to be bowling-based. Yeah. Weird fucking, and a gym teacher. What, come on.
3: Bowling was big in the
0: eighties.
2: I, I
1: guess Man,
2: I mean, <laughs> might have been. He was living his gimmick.
3: Talking <laughs> it all up to
1: oh,
2: it's the eighties. What do we know? Game. <laughs> I wasn't born yet when this movie came out. Oh my god! Everybody's I, I, blowing. I, I don't rails. know what, what was big back then. I'm trying to think who would have been a big pro bowler back then. Who's one now?
0: I,
3: I don't <laughs> even think it's about hey. that. I think it's more of like I think. This is the time when like bowling became like a fun activity to go to uh, you know like with a, as a family or like like go to the bowling alley. Like I think this is like the advent of the bowling alleys to like hang out at.
0: I think it's before that because they present it like what a loser who loses Okay, bowling so maybe so like much.
3: the 70s were the advent of that and then he is still yeah. hanging on to that. Are we trying yeah. to say bowling's that fun? I do. It
0: is know. It's, it's definitely you know, fun. But so I think in eighties bowling alley, before you had cosmic bowling, before you had animation on the on the screen to show your your strikes and your spares, I think back then when it was just like probably a whole lot of cigarette smoke, um, some bad lighting, smells like wax. A lot keeping of dudes score, look man. like this guy, keeping you your, own keep your own score. Yeah.
1: I love it. Like, I still know how to do it by hand. It comes in handy.
0: Yeah. I fucking don't. it <laughs> 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 just I just feel like they, they presented this as like, look at this dork who loves bowling so, so much and it rules his whole life.
1: No, they definitely did. I don't disagree yeah. with you. I was just trying to uh, defend bowling because I do think- a
0: valiant bad. effort. Bowling oh, okay. is fine. I just think that it, mid-80s bowling was different than the bowling that we had at Brunswick Zone in uh, Brook, Illinois.
1: Or I just, even for like a gym teacher to be like, ah, I'm a sports bowling. I think that might have been the commentary. <laughs> of
0: like... Yeah, I think so. I think so.
3: But Whether I think it was football like, or basketball is different. None, there were no sports in this movie. Like we just were talking about how like the jock I thought was going to be like a big sports guy. And he was like a bodybuilder. And then yep. the gym teacher is like the bowler. And then what did they have them do outside? Like,
0: I, th- I think they were going to play basketball. We'll them in the shirts and skins, but I'm only guessing because it was five on five. So I'm assuming that was any basketball, but like we didn't see
1: a basketball, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, That's another question I had. Um, <laughs> did you guys like in gym class in high school? Would they have been... I guess we all... I guess this is still in a time when it's, it appeared that gym was not a co-ed experience. Not co-ed. Like it was when we <laughs> still were not school. co-ed. Um, okay, because I was going to be like, were you guys ever told, alright, guys... Diving you up, and some of you are going to take your shirts off, and the other oh, ones, no. were...
0: nothing no, We sense. didn't do shirts and skins. We in middle school we had reversible gym shirts, I was gonna yeah. say we had uh, reversible,
3: yeah,
0: red on one side, white on the other. And the white was like the inside part, so it had really bad pit stains all over it, <laughs> yeah. And then in <laughs> high school we had pennies that we'd wear, um, yeah, you know, for, for gym, but for sure it was like, all right, take your shirts off. That's
3: <laughs> yeah. jock inspection.
0: We... This guy is a predator.
3: Did we have guy and girl gym classes?
0: Yeah, we had co-ed gym class.
3: We had co-ed, but like I, yeah, was, in a, had, I was in advanced dance. So Of course you were. Yeah, I just, um, wait.
0: Yeah, we, we had co-ed gym.
3: Advanced things get you out of gym class? No, mm-hmm. it, was, it was called advanced dance was the gym class, but you had to be enrolled in either orchestra, which is a dance or like be a pomp. Beyond palms. So you're basically just doing dance team practice
0: during yeah. school. We had I think senior year was the first time they let us do um if you're on a varsity sport, you could do weightlifting as your gym class. Mm-hmm. So like okay. I did senior year, I just did I went to lift because I was on football and track instead of um actually going to gym. But before that, it's like, yeah, we had co ed gym, it wasn't any fun. I don't think we were did anything that was – we had basketball where – I think that might have been – they might have split us up, guys and girls, for basketball because otherwise yeah. it would have just been like a block party, I feel like, with most of the guys just swatting every pass, that, every every shot that came up because they were jerks.
2: I yeah. was pickleball. I loved pickleball. I loved pickleball. And I think we did bowling for part of a – We had bowling for one to year. To yeah, where, where, ball
0: where, ball.
2: where they would send us the parkside lanes. We'd mm-hmm. get inside, you could bowl like three frames, and then you have to leave and go back <laughs> to class. We'd it's, never yeah. make any. It's not near never no time. far away. Yeah. Yeah no. It's
3: far. yeah. no, advanced dance, we just like practice stuff from that we have to like actually do in our, you know, whatever dance troupe that we were on. Um, but then we would also like create and choreograph our own stuff. I remember we, <laughs> there were some good, <laughs> there were some good memories. I'm not going to get into it here. But Ashley Perkins and I. Were, oh, that's a name that I haven't heard in
0: 84 yeah. years. Ashley Perkins. Shout out yep. to her. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that when we finally cover center stage one of these mm-hmm.
3: days. Well, I don't know if that Coming was center stage dance, but
0: sure. It, well, it, I mean, what, uh, you got served? Want you step up? <laughs> one of those two. Yeah. Um, now, you guys, I feel like technically this movie was a, a romance movie um, in theory. So I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of these characters who fell in love at first semester um okay so terry and kevin kevin's a total boob this dude <laughs> he he fucking sucks um the first time we see him he dives into terry's pool just so he can get out of her pool yes. <laughs> did you guys notice that yes. he dives. he dives in and then immediately like he swims four feet and then gets out of the pool
1: a sexy wet coming out of the pool moment <laughs> <it>? i'm assuming
0: <laughs> i guess so And then immediately tries taking off Terry's bikini
2: like in the backyard in broad daylight. Uh, He's he's super slick, man. He just goes right for it. Jesus. He's also like every
0: bit as chauvinistic as her journalism teacher. He's also like, oh, writing is like a hobby for you. You can be a model. And it's like, dude, understand that, you know, whether it's a guy that you're dating or a girl that you're dating, people will value it if you show interest in their interests. You can't just be like, writing. Well, uh, do Show me them titties. <laughs> he wanted I, I wanted to be a fireman. Yeah. I wanted to be a fireman,
2: but I found out that they don't make any money, so. Yeah. And I decided oh to be a, a professional douche instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a douche.
3: Um, a I, douche. I think the line was, wouldn't it be nice to have something to fall back on, like a model? Right. <laughs> it's, it's and like, ju- like journalism, different. you make 30 grand a year so it's not like a fall back on like
0: no no he just i i, I wonder what she saw in him to begin with because even when she was like a popular kid at pearl high school she wasn't like a vapid dum-dum <laughs> like why are you with this guy
1: It's because he's a college boy That's mm-hmm. like he's a frat 50. guy too frat guys yeah. are super cool
0: yeah, yeah. he asked if she wants to sleep at the frat house one night which sounds like a, a <laughs> terrible idea in 85 like run for your life
1: to
3: be like like, the 2000s yeah (laughs) right and to be in the hunting ground to be a frat guy like don't you have stuff to do with your frat like why are you always
0: he has nothing to do ever i'm i'm convinced he's not actually in college i think he has lied to her and said he's in college this dude he is hanging around the high school all the time he basically stalks her like he's at her house constantly
1: he drives her to school yeah that's like a big part i'm like what college kid is like? Let me get up early and drive my high school. Like, no, if I could avoid a class before ten a.m., yeah, I'd do it. Like, oh hands down.
2: God. He attends local state university because it's local. <laughs> it's in state, so, so he has to good tuition. State. Yeah.
3: And they have a frat also, house at the local state. And studio. they have a frat house at local state.
2: <laughs> the the uh, yeah. kappa, kappa generic omega, KGO. I don't know. <laughs> KGO. <laughs> I also, I, I'm, I was
0: very curious why Terry didn't just tell him what she was doing in the first place. Like, he, she wasn't cheating on him. He yep. wouldn't have told anybody. Yep. It just would have made it so much easier for her to be like, all right, I'm going to cut my hair for a couple of weeks. I'm going to be like undercover doing this story. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be two weeks and I'm back to normal. Why was she like hiding any of this from him to begin with?
3: To create conflict. Pothole, homie, just uh-huh. comes. And this was like a time potentially, at least that they're portraying it as um, a time when like, women like can't have their own thoughts or pursue their own things. And so I, like, I don't know, it, it seemed, I don't know, this movie had a little bit of tones of the fifties in, in that regard.
0: The sensibility was, was aged. You know, I think a lot of it might've been because the studio heads at the time Um, and probably like the producers and, you know, perhaps even the writers were just from a different era who were a lot more kind of buttoned up than 1985 would have made a lot of sense. I just, I didn't understand the gender roles were real, real messed up.
2: Um, Yeah. know he already didn't understand her wanting to be a journalist in any way. Anyway, and I'm sure he would understand even less wanting to go undercover, dressed like a guy to a different school for any amount of time. So she's probably like, it's it's not worth explaining it. It's not worth it. Now,
0: if that couple didn't make any sense, uh, Terry and Rick made less sense to me. Mm. Um, Does anybody want to stand up and say that they felt like this couple made any sense together?
3: I thought Rick was gay. So I thought sure. Terry being a guy and Rick would work, but then that was not the correct assumption. So no. No. Yeah. No. I, I think with their, there, there must've
1: been a scene cut out again. This is where we <laughs> re- release the Snyder cut of this film. We'll fix it. Snyder um, cut. Because I just like, I didn't get why she cared and I think this goes to the thing of, like, no one, none of us really understood what the article is meant to be about, like, why she stayed. And then it's, like, there must have been some sort of inciting incident where she just becomes, like, fixated on Rick. But, like, we don't ever get why. Like, it's all of a sudden, like, and I, I think it's in here, but, like, he has to go to prom? Like, where the fuck did this come from? I was just, like, I was sitting here, and I'm, like, where did I, did I like, I thought about, like, fast forwarding am like, sense. rereading my notes no. and be like, did I miss, it, it was, like. Yeah, it doesn't make any the, sense. There
0: there are three things that all dovetail together that don't make any sense and are like the driving force of the movie. Number 1, Terry is super into getting Rick a date to prom. I don't know why. They never explained why. They never made it make sense that like she has to get him a date that didn't make any sense. Number 2, uh he finally gets a date. It's the most popular girl in the school. Yeah, and then as soon as she says yes, she's like, all right, but I'm not going unless you go too. How come? That didn't make any fucking sense. And then uh, number three.
3: They're best buds.
0: Okay, listen, I had best buds. I'm not staying home from prom because your ass can't get a date. Like, I'm not doing mm. that. But then number three, apparently the only reason that Terry is into Rick is because Deborah's into Rick. <laughs> like, she doesn't have any interest in him until he starts hanging out with Deborah, and then she's all of a sudden like jealous of Deborah and like trashing her. It, these are like three main parts of like the major conflict in the movie and none of them make any fucking sense.
1: And also the part where it's like, Oh, I'm only going to go if you go. And there's like all this hemming and hawing that like Terry might not find a date. Didn't we just like a few scenes prior have buddy come tell Terry the boy that her girlfriend, his girlfriend, Kavina was looking for him. So it's like you getting a date to Sturgis and yeah. Wilder's prom Kevina. shouldn't be a problem because you because yeah. you have your girlfriend Kavina. Kavina's like, right just... there. Well, Kavina's there,
0: and also Sandy is like beating down the door to like give him the draws. Like I don't. It's not like when Sandy first is like, oh, but he dresses like Elvis Costello, with like a karate kid. She was talking to a friend of hers who was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. There were were girls who were into him. I just, none of it made any sense. It was such a weird fucking thing. It just, oh my God. Also,
3: (sighs) he should have, he or she, he, she, I don't know, Uh Terry. Terry. You're canceled. I don't know, and I'm canceled.
2: When Um, in doubt they, yeah.
3: Terry as a guy should have used Denise as his ploy like the whole time.
2: The whole time, convening.
3: the whole time. Yeah, Should, Denise is off.
0: lonely and not busy. It would have been very easy to be like, "Hey, Denise, I'm thinking through this article I'm going to write. It would be helpful if I had you as my beard or something." Mm. Did, just as a, as a journalist, listen, I've seen a lot of interviews of Bob Woodward lately. Woodward would never. He's mentioning this too. Woodward and Bernstein get called out. Yep. she's like, they wouldn't care about their girlfriends or whatever. Like yeah do some thinking about what you're gonna do before you fucking do it because this this was such a, a mess of a couple and then to top it all off when terry does finally like flash him he has no reaction to seeing those 28 year old titties instead he's like oh you lied what to
1: me <laughs> I think are are where t- do you t- off t- having tits <laughs> yes i was like that's the line that's one of the quotes <laughs> i put down where do you get off having tits
0: listen <laughs> i was once a 17 year old boy if that happened to me i'd be like i don't care about anything in our past i don't care A-woo-ga. about yep, <laughs> eyes, eyes <laughs> popping out of the head yeah right i would have become that cartoon wolf with like yeah. my tongue rolling out of my mouth and like my eyes falling mm-hmm. out and shit like i he was just like yeah put those away i'm mad at you and i'm like no uh-uh <laughs> See,
3: for a this lonely virgin like, no this I'm is mad at you this is my host. I like boys right? <laughs> this is the whole version that i've been writing in my head coming that would have made
0: more sense the fanfic of this movie would be fucking wild (laughs) like that would have (laughs) made a lot more sense um yeah that was that was a wreck here uh and i really do feel like um we would be really doing our audience a disservice if we didn't talk about the hair and makeup and clothing choices from a, a cartoon 80s film so let's quick tuck into some frosted tips and butterfly clips. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go first because my look is the first thing we see Terry in. I guess the second. The first thing we see her in is like underwear a lot smaller than what we've seen lately. So she wasn't in like gigantic underwear and like a, a tank top in bed for no reason. They didn't need to show us that, they just wanted to show us her smoking hot body. But her first day of school get up, is pink on pink on pink. Uh, she's got like a really oversized pink button-up shirt with gigantic chest pockets and aggressively popped collar. Also a pink miniskirt with this thing, um, like a white big-ass belt with all kind of metal accents on it. Her hair is teased to the heavens. Like the higher the hair, the closer to God. She yes. was one of the apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got like a lace ribbon in it. And I looked so hard to find out where it, it is, it just comes out of her hair. Like, I don't know if it's tied to something. I don't know if it's a re- it's way back. So it's not like it's around her head. It's just in, in, embedded in her hair. 50,000 silver bracelets on one wrist. She has, uh, I, I'm hoping that Megan or Dana, you know what these things are called. She has like white ankle boots with those weird socks that have like a lace accent cuff, like a tutu for your ankle. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't know what you call those 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 socks, but- uh, just-
1: they like talked about it on a recent episode of Canada's Drag Race and I now I can't remember what they call them. I'll,
2: I'll, i i thought they were culottes. Those are shrillies. <laughs> <frilly laughs> cu- cool so no, as <laughs> I have two sisters and in, in my laundry every so often I'd be like, This is frilly fucking suck. Oh it's a, it's, get your sock. It, stupid sock. It just seems like such a weird choice to
0: have and then When she first showed up on screen, I legit wrote down, did kids ever like dress like this for school for real? She looks like she's going to be in a Springsteen video. (laughs) Like this was a a complete head to toe look that she was putting together.
2: Um, Dave, what look caught your eye this week? I've admitted in the past, I'm not a fan of the 80s in a lot of ways, the fashion angers me. I think people looked so bad. I'm trying. I was trying to just pick something or someone that, that that I thought was funny or interesting. But when Kevin shows up at uh, Terry's place and they take Buddy to the prom because he's like, "Where is she? I, I gotta talk to her." He's wearing a full denim tuxedo. His shoes may have been denim. I couldn't <laughs> want, one 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 hundred percent tell. Also, the well, the Canadian tuxedo or the Jay Leno special, as I like to call it, because he's one yeah. of the only people that I know wears all denim like that i just don't get it i think if you're gonna wear a jean jacket i don't wearing the <laughs> jeans with it i think it's just a bit much dave,
3: but also you know jeans, these,
2: shirt's shirt's a weird look there's the whole marlboro man thing i guess if you're out oh. west since they're in arizona maybe it's like a cowboy mm-hmm. thing i have no idea
3: dave you haven't seen oh, yeah. me I, I do a lot of denim on denim denim on denim mm-hmm.
2: with a denim shirt and denim blouse
3: Denim, a denim blouse, and like, yeah, jeans. Dana's nodding because she knows. I can attest. I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't do denim. I'm not
1: doing Canadian tuxedos But Megan always looks lovely, so she uh, makes, makes it work.
0: We need one of those for the Twitter. So let's uh, put a pin in that. Oh, yeah, get that put up on the Twitter. Uh, Dana, what look did you want to talk about this week?
1: Um, so my choice is, um, we mentioned her briefly, coolest girl in school at Sturgis Wilder, Deborah. Mm-hmm. Um, wears a lot of crap, like really weird, <laughs> shitty, um, <laughs> like homemade looking attire, which I think yeah. Sturgis Wilder is the poorer school to Pearl. Um, but this one in particular, it's a red and white outfit that looks like straight out of Santa's workshop. Um I, I can't tell if it's like a t-shirt, if it's, t- if it's separates or it's one unit, <laughs> but it's a like three quarter sleeve uh, shirt where the whole neckline is cut off. So it's off both shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes into a very tight red skirt. There's a white tank top underneath. There's a little bit of white ruffle on the bottom of the skirt. There's a red, uh, more ribbons in the hair. Um, red ribbon in the hair and I think she she's wearing like I think white frilly socks with red shoes like it's the whole thing is all together and I was just like I like couldn't I didn't know what was happening in the scene because I was just like oh it's sexy Mrs. Claus like I couldn't (laughs) couldn't pay attention it's uh, such a ridiculous outfit
0: yeah I don't know how that stayed on it just it it had to be all attached because off of both shoulders like that you would think that she'd be like yanking it up all day long to keep it in place.
1: It's not great. Oh, and there no. was a white belt, so a lot of white belts in the 80s, yeah, apparently. A, a, a
0: big, a belts. big, chunky white belt.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, big sis, what look did you want to bring up this week?
3: I mean, I'm surprised actually that any of us talked about anyone other than Terry because I think her whole wardrobe could have taken up our whole frosted tips, it really could have. Um, however, I'm going to go with her, um, white date outfit. So Mm -hmm. when she was getting ready to go on a date, um, I think it was a white leather top. It had like the cinched top, um, pieces. So it looked like a little bit of like a a bow almost. Um, and then it had the white skirt, but it was like one of those weird 80s skirts where it just like randomly cuts off like it doesn't have like an even <laughs> bottom or like no. an even angle even him. it's just like a very weird hem and then she has white fishnets which with which i want to say are like maybe like pearl studded they were like some sort of like white jewels or pearls woven it was an in um and then she had white i think pointy shoes i can't remember actually the shoes but they're definitely white and i'm like this, this outfit looks so uncomfortable. Like, I am uncomfortable <laughs> sitting on my couch in, like, very large overstretched shorts and a t-shirt looking at this outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot
0: of
1: effort. I feel like it looks very similar, like, years later. I feel like Halle Berry wore something similar to it in like the Flintstones movie it was very like
0: oh, yeah probably like,
1: <laughs> oh yeah barbarian like sexy barbarian because it was like all leather or whatever I, or like sexy cave woman
3: like yeah I was distracted so. but it was like also very like not good leather it yes. was like very faux leather, leather. Yes. yeah
0: this is this is Naga Hyatt that she's wearing she's the back seat of a I don't know Thunderbird of some sort not not the best work um well you know one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is uh take a look at a character who didn't really have a big role and see if this was kind of the start of big things for them or the peak of their whole career so it is time for an imdb deep dive uh i want to talk about again i don't know how to pronounce his name it might be ari aria it's a-r-y-e um so Arya Gross is what I'm gonna call him. Um, he was the alien kid, Willie. Yeah. Uh, this was his fifth credit, all right? So this is early, early, early in his career. Um, he now has 123 total credits on IMDB. So this is a classic case of startup start of big things. He was previously in um, one episode of Different Strokes and an episode of Knight Rider. Uh, shortly after this, he was on Soul Man. which is one of the most problematic films of all fucking time, which if we keep on doing time warps, I'm going to talk about that. and I'm going to get real mad. I'm going to get like real drunk beforehand and just be like slurring and screaming at it. Let me tell you Uh, about this bullshit movie. (laughs) Let me tell you. Uh, (laughs) So he was the original narrator of the wonder years um, only for the pilot. So he, he got, he got Meg Griffin here um, replaced by Daniel Stern for like every episode after that. He has been in a ton of TV stuff, so I'm gonna give a quick rundown on just the ones that I, I recognize here. One episode of Friends. Uh, he was one of the co-stars of Ellen. Um, he was in every episode of that show. He was in The Profiler, Outer Limits. He got a voice on Rugrats at one point. Um, Diagnosis Murder, Just Shoot Me, Touched by an Angel, which is my mom's favorite show from back in the day. Uh, X-Files, ER, The Practice, Six Feet Under, The West Wing, What Up Dave? Grey's Anatomy, Medium, SVU, uh, Ghost Whisperer, The Mentalist, Fringe, CSI, Criminal Minds. He had a 17-episode arc on Castle. He was in Designated Survivor, Glow. Um, I don't remember him being in Glow, but he was in Glow. And then most recently, How to Get Away with Murder. So he's like a weird-looking dude. Um, He's a character actor. You know, just kind of plays kind of an odd looking guy, but he has stayed really, really busy and he has been, yeah, really hustling considering he basically just made like weird noises and acted strange in this movie. So props to him uh, and also props for surviving Soul Man because fuck you if you were in Soul Man. Um, now... That does bring us to the end of our podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Terry is most likely to be canceled when a college article in which she wears blackface for four months, understand the black experience resurfaces 30 years later. Shout out to Soul Man. Uh, Buddy is most likely to be the subject of a mandatory company-wide HR presentation rick is most likely to wind up with zero matches during speed dating and kevin is most likely to punch a store employee who asks him to wear a mask because the guy was aggro and looking to punch somebody at all times dana this next pick is yours uh what movie are we going to watch next week
1: um, so like this one kind of came out of left field for me. Um, I think it's like a little no movie, but we used to watch it all the time in college. Um, used to really enjoy it back then. Um, it's from 1999, but it's like set in the past. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it outside Providence.
3: Who? No. What is that? Never heard of this. Um, uh, like, do you guys remember like Sean Hadassi? No, I'm googling it right now. <laughs> I
0: would know okay. him from.
1: <laughs> um, he was in the faculty, and Amy Smart's in it. Mm. So okay. Amy Smart from Varsity Blues mm. fame.
0: Yes. Oh, I listen. do know Amy Smart.
1: Alec Baldwin. Hmm. Yeah. Alec yes. Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, pal. All right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, spent a lot of time watching this in the dorms in college, so I was like, let's let's bring it out for the pod.
0: Listen, it's always fun to have a movie that I've never heard anything about never seen before so this should be a, a pretty fun first watch i think for all of us all right uh guys that does it for this episode if you like what you heard uh tell a friend and pop on over to spotify itunes google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe rate and review uh, also you can follow us on twitter at recap and gown pod that is r-e-c-a-p-n-g-o-w-n-p-o-d um and if you didn't like what you heard to quote William Zabka himself, Greg Tolan, you are a total chump stain. (laughs) Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.